Monty. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun hey. of Brian Taylor. Nice. Getting you ready for the weekend in golf for 19 years. Now that's real. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Well, good morning, everyone. It's 6 a.m. Mountain Time, or just after, and just after 8 o'clock on the East Coast. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon in Paris. It's been two all-nighters here in the States watching the 42nd Ryder Cup. A bit sleep-deprived, perhaps, but probably not losing as much sleep as U.S. Captain Jim Furyk after what's happened thus far at Le Golf National over just uh, outside of Paris, France. It's Another one of those just put on the replay reel of Ryder Cup's past eight of the last 11 going Europe's way, looking to make it nine of 12 in these matches as they extend their lead after a sweep in the afternoon Friday foursomes that uh, really turned this thing around. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Of course, Bob's father, Billy Casper, 1979 captain of the U.S. Ryder Cup team and a winning captain at that. Yep. Also, the winningest U.S. player in Ryder Cup history. We thought perhaps Phil Mickelson with an opportunity as a fellow San Diegan to pass up Billy Casper for the winningest American in Ryder Cup history. But after his play, he will be sitting this afternoon and not playing in day two of these matches. Yeah, the entire day. It's pretty crazy. Um, you know, uh, the the U.S. team started out with with a great uh, with a great group shooting. Uh, you know, winning three of three uh, three out of four matches in the morning. Yeah, the first three matches. Yeah. Hey, you can't win them all if you don't win the first three, right? That's right. And uh, you know, so three one, and then they and then uh, like you had mentioned, the European team comes back and. Uh, Whitewashes in the in the afternoon, wins all four points, and goes up five three, um, and then proceed to win three out of four this morning. Exactly. So eight consecutive after the U.S. opens with three straight, it's Europe coming back with eight unanswered before right. Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth finally getting the anchor match to give the U.S. a glimmer of hope. We'll recap it all and get you ready for this afternoon's Ryder Cup right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, what does it take to be the number one irons in golf? Well, if you ask the engineers at Callaway, they'll tell you one thing, innovation. And they would know because Callaway's face cup technology has made them the number one irons in golf. The face cup technology that makes their irons tremendously powerful actually came from their fairway woods and hybrids, which incidentally, those fairway woods and hybrids continue to outperform the competition. Face cups dramatically increase ball speed across the face, and the second Callaway started engineering irons with face cups, everything changed. Golfers started seeing tremendous gains in distance and forgiveness, and of course, the engineers at Callaway keep on innovating. Steelhead, Big Bertha, and Apex irons are all powered by Callaway's game-changing face cup technology, and they've all made Callaway the number one irons in golf. To learn more about the technology behind the number one irons in golf, go to CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. 
If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What happens when our most epic driver technology goes rogue? You set the new bar in speed. Then you set it in forgiveness. This is the new jailbreak. It's our fastest driver technology. And now it's in our most forgiving head. That's how you get the most powerful jailbreak effect ever. The new Rogue Driver from Callaway, the number one driver in golf. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Hey. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Yes, sir. We got red on the board. Well, that's nice. There hasn't been a lot of it. There has not. Since I'm not In the even last sh- eight matches, there has not. I'm not sure what a day it is anymore. <laughs> Setting my alarm for 2 o'clock in the morning mountain time. Blowing through the commercials and uh, with the DVR and catching up usually sometime around 7.30, yeah. 8 o'clock. Yeah. And there's a lot of commercials. I can't wow. believe. See, we- that's that's my big thing. Okay? First two things. My my two big things. All right, Bob. First of all, the- Clear the way. Bob's got to get something off his chest. First of all, the U.S. team is not playing well. Not playing well at all. Word. Okay? Second thing is... I understand it's in the middle of the night, our time and that kind of thing, but but don't throw two-and-a-half-minute breaks in every five minutes. They're killing us with commercials. They're killing me. If you want to watch the Ryder Cup overseas, you might want to actually make the flight over. It amazes me that... Okay, I can understand playing commercials. This is a big event, right? And right. the PGA of America and, right. the, got a monopolize and, and NBC, on it. Yeah. they want to make money on this thing. NBC pays a lot of money for the broadcast rights. I get it. I'm I'm with you. I get capitalism. I get the business. But you got to show the shots. I'm and, okay to weather. And not just focus on one group. I'm okay to weather through your myriad of commercial breaks, but show the shots. There's only four matches out there. There's 16 players on the golf course at any one time. I ought to be able to see them hit their shots. Yeah. Oh, boy. It, yeah. I mean, we could go on and on, but it... It was driving me crazy when you've got, you know, they'd sit and watch Tiger. It's like, oh, we got Tiger. It's clearly they had a production meeting and sure. said, We're, we want Tiger on the TV as much as possible. Right. Even if he's sitting there looking at his yardage book while someone else is holing a shot somewhere else. Yeah. And we're not going to see that. 
So yeah, okay. Well, let's not let's not get off on that gripe. But you're right; it has been tough, and I think everybody agrees. Let's go into how we got to where we're at because it's eight four currently in favor of Europe. Bob, this is again we've seen this too many times, and it's been 25 years since the United States <clears throat> found a way to win on foreign soil, and they're not off to a good start here. Let's begin with mo- Friday morning four balls, where the U.S. got off to the start they would hope to. Three to one, not quite as good as the 4-0 sweep uh, from Hazeltine yep. two years ago, but nonetheless, a uh, a, a nice win. Um, in, in fact, uh, Kepka and Tony Finau, you got Kepka with a great record, three and one coming off of his first Ryder Cup at Hazeltine. Tony Finau, a rookie, they go out there, they weather a really good Rose Rom pairing and come back uh, at the end to win, pick up the first point. Um, DJ and and uh, and. Uh, Ricky Fowler right. in the group behind him actually get the first point for the U.S. Correct. Playing they won well. four and two. Yep. So you got what you need out of that group. Unfortunately, Molinari and Fleetwood, who's turned out to be one of those pairings and those duos for Team Europe, took down Tiger Woods and Patrick Reed to get the first European point, and that started the slide. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that for <clears throat> that first mass at, first match out with Bruce Kepka and Tony Finau, those guys were behind the eight ball the whole way along in their match. Uh, they tied it up on the 16th hole and then and then won on the on the 18th hole. Um, Dustin and and like you said, Ricky Fowler, they won four and two. They they looked very dominant uh, against uh, McElroy and Thornbjorn Olsson. Um, McElroy going out in that morning without even making a without, birdie. He never made a birdie, and he was all over the lot. Um, and then uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, they uh, beat uh, Hatton and Casey. Uh, they were up early. Um, in this match, gal, Paul Casey was seven under par. I think he was seven under par through like uh, 14 holes, 13 or holes, something like that. And then the U.S., was able to uh, take on, get on top with uh, one point, uh, getting one point up, and then uh, and then finishing one up through 18, and then Molinari and uh, and Fleetwood. That was that was a pretty close match. The U.S. was up, uh, got to two up in this match um, through I think it was 10 holes, something like that, and then the Europeans just uh, put the gas pedal down and ended up beating those guys three and one. Uh, with with birdies on on 14, 15, no, 15, 16, and 17. Yeah, so, man, that was all she that wrote. Was tough. Yeah, was tough. so real, really tough when you got them. When you got uh, Molinari and Fleetwood making seven birdies, they beat uh, Patrick Reed and Tiger Woods, and and Tiger Woods did not look like Tiger Woods, no. who just won the Tour Championship right. in his 80th win at Eastlake a week ago. He looked right. uh, old. He looked tired. And he, he looked, looked like he didn't have any help. Yeah, and, is well, what he looked like. And for sure didn't have any help in no, Patrick Reed. No. Captain America forgot his suit. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and he forgot it today too. Well, he did. So. In that first session, though, the U.S. winning the birdie count 18-15 uh, is my unofficial count there on on the on uh, Friday morning four balls. In the afternoon, well, Captain Furyk switched some things up a little bit. Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler led things off against Henrik Stenson and Justin Rose, and it was five birdies to two in a very difficult conditions, yep. wind blowing. Hard golf course, alternate shot format, really, really tough. Hats off to Stenson and Rose. Five birdies to just two for DJ and Ricky. 
3-2 and two win for Europe. Ian Poulter and Rory McIlroy, they pair together. And how about this? McIlroy, who, again, couldn't buy a birdie in the easier format of better balls, yep. comes out and they go four in a row and then three on the back nine, seven birdies to three, and it's a 4-2 and two win over Bubba Watson and Webb Simpson. Yeah, they were down, they were the down too early. Um, Bubba Watson and, and Webb Simpson got on top of it, uh, put red on the board. In the first three holes, they were they were two up, and then by the time they hit uh, hit the back nine, they were two down. Sergio Garcia and Alex Noren coming off the bench, taking on Phil Mickelson and Ryder Cup rookie Bryson DeChambeau. A couple captains picks for Captain Jim Furyk, and they ran into a buzzsaw that I don't think anyone would have beat yesterday. They go uh, Sergio and Alex Noren again in this very difficult alternate shot. They reel off birdies at two, three, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. And it's I mean, what do you do at that point yep. in time? Couple of birdies, back-to-back birdies by Mickelson and DeChambeau. Another birdie sprinkled in for good measure for Europe. A birdie to try to extend the match, and and then a, a half, and it was over. Uh, just a five and four whopping uh, by Sergio Garcia and Alex Noren. And by that point in time, the ball had started rolling, and there was nothing anyone on the U.S. team could stop it. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, they got blown out in the end by Mollywood, as they're calling it, Molinari and Fleetwood. Mollywood <laughs> is the pairing that is uh, the uh, instigator for this European team. Yeah, those guys are definitely uh, tough. Um, you know, we've watched them uh, now in three straight matches, and they've won all three, um, and that's uh, that's tough to watch. But, you know, the thing about this match yesterday that was frustrating to me is that um, you've got... You've got them on the third hole in the rough down the left-hand side where it looks like they're going to have to lay up. It's a par par five. Phil Mickelson decides to hit driving iron off the tee, and he hooks it right in the water. Um, And they ended up losing the third hole to go one down. Uh, When when you've got somebody in trouble, face it, you hit it in the rough here. Yeah. You're lucky to extract it out. Dude, the USGA's back there it's, saying, hey, can I get a little break here now? Can you give me a little break? Because this is... I re- mean, it's crazy. The USGA's jealous of this rough. Oh, yeah. and um, But you got you got the guys in the rough, and now they've got to pitch out and maybe and, and have a 200-yard shot to the green for, for their third shot, and Phil hits driving iron off the tee and hits it in the water right. Phil Mickelson, 192nd of 193 players on the PGA Tour in driving accuracy. And you want to put that guy out in an alternate shot format when he's in the top 10 in birdies Yes, on the PGA Tour for the season, which favors him in a better ball. So if you're going to be critical of Captain Jim Furyk, you might look at a tactical error right there with uh, the playing of Phil Mickelson. If I would have done anything, I would have flip-flopped it. I would have sat Phil the first day. And, and teed him off this morning. And let him play four balls let this morning. Let him play 40, four balls this morning. At the end of the day, though, 27 to 10 in the birdie count yeah. in Friday afternoon foursomes. Yeah. Just unbelievable stuff. Uh, Saturday morning, so the, at the end of well, here, here's how I would look at it. And Jim Furyk saying, look, there's only eight points so yeah. far. And that's right. It was 5-3. You're down two after the first quarter. Are you up two after the first quarter? You're down two after the second quarter? That's okay. Come out strong the second half. Well, that's not exactly how it went. We'll update you on all that. And go over to France with Jeff Babineau next.
travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. And the segment brought to you by Callaway Golf, the number one driver, number one irons, number one fairway in golf. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. We'll hear a little bit more about the Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X on the back nine, hour number two of the show as uh, Jason Finley joins us to talk about uh, some of the special Ryder Cup golf balls they have out as well, the Ryder Cup Trubus balls. What I would recommend with those is you buy a sleeve of each. Uh-huh. 
and you go out to, impl- to your favorite golf course, uh-huh. and you take the European sleeve, and you line them up, all three of them, you hit them in the water, and then you take your U.S. <laughs> ones, and you drive them right down the middle of the fairway. That's what I'd recommend you do. And maybe if you do it just properly, you might be able to exercise some demons on behalf of the of Team USA and give there us you a go. shot. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, all right. Well, uh, we welcome you back to the show. We're trying to get you caught up on everything that's happened in the Ryder Cup. You've got the uh, the Ryder Cup app, so you know what's happening in the scoring. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's been it's been a struggle to say the least. And I, some of the things that I've noticed, Bob, is it just in in the in the better ball situation, the Europeans have done a better job of having two guys in play. Yes. Two guys in the fairway, two guys I agree. Uh, two guys on the green in regulation. Yep. You give each other a couple of looks at it that relieves some pressure. And it seemed like every time the US would try to do something that was was spectacular, like Tony Finau holing out from the bunker, Rory McIlroy would roll a putt in on top of him. You know, just little things like that that just seem to be momentum killers and keeping Europe uh on top. And then the other side of it is is often most often you'd go to they'd let's go over to to 12 and this putt to have the hole you know it's there's yeah. there's not any this putt to win the hole it was always the pressure on to have the hole jeff babineau has been over he's been riding for uh, the Ryder cup and he's been covering this event and kind enough to join us from le golf national national whatever <laughs> the golf national as we call it here in utah jeff babineau joining us jeff uh wee oui, wee oui, merci what's up <laughs> Well, it feels like old European days. Uh, we're in full <laughs> panic mode. It's Saturday afternoon. Yeah, right. The Isn't old that kid crazy? from high school gets back together and they conjure up some magic. Yeah, it's amazing. I tell you what, they—it's just amazing in this event how Europe seems to have these guys that come in here with little form, a lot of times, and find something. And we just don't have that magic elixir, you know. Uh, you know, Ian Poulter had a pretty good season. He climbed back into the top 30. But he, he comes here and he's a different guy. Garcia had a terrible season. He comes here and he's a different guy. You know, Monty, this used to be his major. Uh, and, and it's just, it's amazing that they kind of come up with these guys who do this. And and the uh, U.S. is in trouble here. I mean, this golf course is set up really tough. You have to play on the fairway here, and that's been the biggest thing they U.S. just can't get the ball in the fairway. You know, it's interesting. Uh, in watching the setup of the golf course and, and watching how these guys play it, I'll tell you what, if if you hit it in the first cut, you have difficulty um, getting it anywhere near the green. If you hit it in, in the deeper cut, there's no chance. Yeah, I mean, absolutely none. And sometimes you can't even no. get it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm I... I go back to, you know, the U.S. Opens, of the, the old-style U.S. Opens, the Wingfoot Massacre, where you just took Wedge out and chopped it out. I mean, that's what you've seen here for a couple of days. If you're in that stuff and you try to pull something off, you're not going to pull something off. Uh, more, more than likely, you're just going to chop out, lay up, and try and make par for your partner. Sure. Uh, that's in the four ball. So, yeah, it's really penal, and, and you know, you reason that these guys, a lot of them may, might be able to hit you know, irons off the tees and get the ball and play. That just hadn't been the case. Irons and hybrids are finding the rough, and they just can't do anything from there. 
Jeff Babineau joining us from Paris. What is kind of the, the scuttlebutt, if you will, amongst the media, especially the American media right now, as, as, as you kind of in the press room? What, what is, what's kind of the talk right now? Is there some criticism of Captain Furyk for the, the way he handled foursomes by even putting Phil Mickelson out there? Uh, is it just a matter of uh, the Europeans doing what the Europeans do? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, when a team gets up and another team gets down, you, you're going to praise one guy, and the other guy's always going to get kind of ripped. And I, if there is one criticism or certainly observation with what's happened with, with Jim Furyk, who certainly put a lot of thought into this, it's that you almost seem like a few of these players are in the wrong format. Yeah. You know, uh, I thought Bjorn did a great job yesterday getting four of his five rookies out in the four balls. And here we had Bryson DeChambeau, playing in foursomes with Phil, a guy who doesn't hit fairways. And that was a tough that was a tough order, you know. Why not let him get out there? He's one of the hottest guys we have. He played so well in the playoffs. Sure. Why not let him get out there, play his own ball and see what he's gonna do and, and if he has a few bad holes, well you can survive that in four balls and uh and on on with it you go. So uh you know that seemed a little strange. Uh maybe Kepka sitting yesterday seemed mm. a little strange. I mean he he lost this morning. I mean, they've all lost by now, all 12 of them. But, uh, you know, he's a horse you'd think you could put out there five times. So it's easy to kind of second-guess them. You know, you're watching out here. If you, if you are charting putts made, certainly Europe has a huge advantage there. They're making some of the longer putts and getting the momentum. And when they get the momentum, they're not letting loose of it. Hey, Jeff, what about the crowds over there? So much was made by the European uh, side about, you know, how, uh, you know, crazy and ruckus the U.S. crowd was at Hazeltine. And, you know, in some people's perspective, the U.S. crowd is irreverent and disrespectful to the uh, Europeans. What what has been the scene over there and how would you read how the European fans have responded or acted accordingly to the U.S. players? I think it's been pretty good. I, I mean, I think the atmosphere has been pretty good. Honestly, yesterday in the morning, it felt a little flat, and I don't know if that was because the U.S. was jumping out to a 3-1 lead, but for the first morning, even on the first tee, it's a little different because the, the grandstand's big, but it's not right on top of the tee, so there's a little space there. And so it was. It just doesn't seem like it had – it wasn't a 10 on the energy front. Now, that's what it felt like. And, uh, and, and then the U.S., certainly helps that out if you're the if you're the away team you got to get out there and get a lead as they did in the morning you're going to quiet the crowds a little so that plays into it i think the fact that there's not a ton of birdies i mean think of the birdies we saw at hazeltine uh yeah. you know rory and uh and reed making 18 birdies and sergio and phil making 19 birdies just in their singles matches and and you don't have that here you know it's more of survival you're seeing holes one you're seeing four but in four balls you're seeing holes one with pars Sure. So it's kind of a tough brand of golf. Uh, you're not used to cheering pars so much. But but overall, I think the atmosphere is really good, and and, uh, and certainly the European crowd is riding high now. I mean, you know, winning eight straight points before Spieth and Thomas at that last point this morning was was huge, and it was just all kinds of momentum, and it's all on the home side. You know, for the Europeans, they've. Uh... They've ridden this Mollywood group together, uh, Francesco Molinari <laughs> and Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. They, they've ridden them. Um, these guys are, are playing some phenomenal golf. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is these guys are really, really good friends. But, uh, you know, you've got the consistency of Francesco Molinari hitting it down the fairway and, 
getting it on the green, and Tommy Fleetwood is playing extremely well too, and just and and really going after it, um, uh, really playing aggressive uh, because of you know how he's partnering with Francesco. Um, thoughts about that group so far? Yeah, I mean they've been great. I mean they, so they've risen, right? I mean we're kind of who's going to step up for for the U.S. side? Uh, these two certainly have stepped up. So I mean here's Francesco Molinari, who obviously. Is, is a different guy confidence-wise having won the Open this summer, but he was a Ryder Cup player who was 0-4-2. You know, he's one of those guys you kind of played away from uh, if you were a European captain. And here he is 3-0. and I mean, that would be like Bubba coming here with a record of 3-8 and coming in here and all of a sudden going, you know, 3-0 and or 4-0 and for the week. You know, it's, it's that those unexpected lifts yep. that can really give a team. If you're, if you're Europe, you know... You're going to put guys out there like Rose and Stenson, and you know Polt is going to rise and Sergio, and and then when you get these these guys on the side rise up, you know Norin yesterday was fantastic in the foursomes. I mean, so when you get have these other guys step up, it's just a huge lift, you know. And then all of a sudden you're you're playing with 12. You're not trying to win this thing with eight guys and and four who aren't playing very well. It just it lifts everybody. So uh, I think the the play of Molinari and Fleetwood was huge yesterday. That was a huge point they got in the morning to keep from being 4-0, and they've just continued on the roll. Well, Jeff, the reason we like tuning into the Ryder Cup especially and sports in general is to see the unexpected and um, probably not unexpected to see Europe leading in Europe in a Ryder Cup. However, we've seen a couple of uh, pretty impressive comebacks in these matches. What do you think uh, – well, what's, what's your take? What needs to happen? And how likely is it that the U.S. can give them a run on Sunday singles? Well, I mean, you just need to keep within shouting distance in the singles, and anything can happen, you know? I mean, then you're out there, and it's, it's what these guys are used to. And, and, and usually, you know, that's been the, the U.S. format. I mean, if, historically, that you know, singles have been okay for the U.S. side. So uh, it's huge, though. You know, you got to find something this afternoon. Certainly they had no success. In the foursomes yesterday, they're jumping out to a good start this afternoon. That's huge. You got a couple, you got a little red on the board. You had none of that yesterday in the afternoon. You had none of that this morning, practically, outside of that last match. So uh, you got to get some red on that board. You got to at least, if you went in at four points or less, I mean, there's at least an opportunity. So uh, if, if, I think if the U.S. could cut it to three and win this foursome session and, and go into singles that way. Yeah, at least there's a sliver of a chance. So uh, it's going to be a big session this afternoon to get that done. And, of course, they have the advantage of uh, just needing a half point less in order to retain the cup, right? So um, they, That's do, right. they do have that going for them, which is nice. Hey, good stuff, <laughs> Babs. Uh, really appreciate you taking some time to join us from Paris and uh, enjoy the weekend there at the Ryder Cup. Jealous. Wish I was there. Yeah, I'll bring you guys home a couple of berets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would look nice. Look uh, nice. I want to see a picture of you in one, Jeff. <laughs> I'll work on that. Okay. I think I'd rather uh, I think I'd rather wear a boys. kilt from Scotland than a French beret, <laughs> just for the record. So, <laughs> all right, buddy. All right, Jeff Babino, kind enough to join us right here on Real Golf Radio. Good dude. And you know what? I'm already seeing out of this. This, this is this is what's going to be frustrating for me. And we talk about this as we go through the individual players and pairings coming up next. I, I want to get your take on them. But what I'm seeing is a different step in Tiger Woods right now. Oh, yeah. The fist bumps, the, the mannerisms. It wasn't there with Patrick Reed. 
I just I'm wondering, like you said, why is it taking so I think he feels like he's got a player that can help him. And someone maybe he enjoys playing golf with. Yeah. We'll talk about it all coming up next. Thanks for joining us. Last year, Callaway's transformative jailbreak technology created an epic shift in ball speed and performance. In fact, it made them the number one driver in golf. Now it's the fairway woods turn. That's right. The new Rogue Fairway is the world's first fairway wood with jailbreak technology. Let me say that again. Callaway has put jailbreak bars into a fairway wood. We're talking about game-changing ball speed here. And, of course, every Rogue Fairway comes equipped with Callaway's legendary 360 face cups. When you put these two things together, which is crazy when you think about it, you get the most powerful fairway wood Callaway has ever created. You'll immediately see a difference in distance and ball speed. But stay humble and let your buddies ask, how the heck did you get there in two? Did you just outdrive me with a three wood? And you could just nod and say, yep, I went rogue. Get the details on the new Rogue Fairway at CallawayGolf.com. It's time to go rogue with Callaway, the number one fairway woods in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Callaway Golf has been the fastest growing golf ball brand since 2013, and the ChromeSoft golf ball has been a major part of that. ChromeSoft is extremely fast, incredibly soft, and unbelievably easy to control which is why Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, and Jim Furyk have changed to Chrome Soft. You have to be willing to change to get better. Chrome Soft and the new Chrome Soft X are in stores now. See what they can do at CallawayGolf.com. Chrome Soft, it's the ball that changed the ball. Your hands, with the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. The difference between tour pros and regular golfers is, well, pretty much everything. But when it comes to putting, the best players in the world generate top spin at impact. Most of us do not. The new O-Works micro-hinge insert from Odyssey dramatically generates top spin at impact regardless of the putting stroke. Top spin is what gets the ball rolling on its intended line. The micro-hinge insert is a new way to roll. The new O-Works micro-hinge insert from Odyssey is in stores now. Go to odysseygolf.com to learn more. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. And segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of Europeans using that Odyssey putter to hold a lot of putts. Yeah. To win holes against the American team and matches ultimately. Welcome back to the show, Brian Taylor. Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. Of course, Bob's dad, Billy Casper, the winningest U.S. Ryder Cup player in American Ryder Cup history. Wish we had him out there playing right now. We could use it a little bit. But uh, a little better momentum, a little better body language for the U.S. team 
so far in these afternoon foursome matches as uh, they try to make U.S. tries to mount yeah. a somewhat of a comeback. They got their backs against the wall right now. I'll tell you what's interesting, and let's kind of talk about these pairings, Bob, because um, one of the things that's really evident to me right now is when you see Tiger Woods and Patrick, or excuse me, and, and Bryson DeChambeau playing together. Tiger has a different gait about his walk. Different he has a look. different attitude. He's yep. he's he's definitely more into this and relaxed and uh, seems more comfortable than he did with Patrick Reed. And and look, Patrick played terrible. Uh, he was dropping f bombs on camera. He was you know hitting shots all over the lot. Uh, I mean, he was awful. Right in the middle of the fairway, hitting the ball in the water. Yeah, it just. Terrible, right? Tiger's on his own in that match, essentially. And he, and he Yesterday got and today. And he looked like it. He looked like, yep. man, I can't believe I'm drug out here again and I'm getting hung out to dry. And you could almost just feel the weight of it like, here goes my Ryder Cup records getting worse and worse. And one of the things that we talked about coming in was the opportunity Tiger had to rewrite this a little bit. Yep. He and Phil both yep. to try to change the narrative somewhat. Yep. You can't fix all the losses over the years, but maybe you change the narrative in playing in your last few cups. This is probably the last one for Phil Mickelson. Yes, certainly. correct. Tiger probably can play his way onto another one or two. Yeah. But all of that said, uh, what's your take on when Bryson and Tiger had been preparing and so much talk about them being the pairings? Playing well, I'm playing tons of practice rounds and stuff all year long. And then all of a sudden they show up and they don't get paired until today. Yeah. What, what's your take on that? Well, I, I think I think that's one of the that's one of the takes that uh, that was very interesting. The other one is breaking up Captain America and Jordan Spieth with, you know, they they've won in team competition. They've won five points over the last two Ryder Cups. And you and, get to that six point club and it's pretty yeah. elite one. And and the thing is is that. You know, you get to you get to play Ryder Cup one year and Presidents Cup the next year, and you use the it's it's almost like you use the Presidents Cup to find the group, the guys that are going to play together great, yeah. And then so that you have them for the Ryder Cup, okay. So what we learned is Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed play well together, okay. We also learned that Ricky Fowler and um, Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas play well together. We also learned that Patrick, or or that Brooks Kepka and Dustin, Dustin Johnson. Johnson play well together. Okay. Now you've got guys that are excited to play well together, in Tiger Woods who who just came off a win last week, and Bryson DeChambeau who just came off two wins in the playoffs. So you got the guys. You got you got a pairing now today that have won three. Of the four playoff events. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Finally have that pairing. So, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. I, I think there's something to that, and, and yet you bring this old feeling together with the European squad, and, and we questioned it, Bob. I mean, Bjorn picks guys that were really not in form. No. And you wondered how it was going to play out, and yet here it is. They're regaining, and as Bab said, just something about the Ryder Cup that just brings the best out in some of these these guys like Paul Casey mm-hmm. and Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia and you know, yeah, it, it's a, it's really interesting to see how that all does Henrik come Stenson. together. Yep. Yeah, 
And then they're they're and with that enthusiasm and good play, they're bringing the rookies up, right? Yep. John Rahm has not played particularly well, but he's been able to feed off of today playing with earlier this morning playing with Ian Poulter, for instance. Um. So, uh, Terrell Hatton benefiting yes. from playing with a hot Paul Casey, right? Yeah. And that's and that's what's brought Tommy him along Fleetwood. because he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot. Terrell Tommy Hatton. Fleetwood playing alongside a terrific. Francesco Molinari. Yep. So they have done their their job for Captain Bjorn, where the Americans, especially the captain's picks, have struggled a little bit. We'll we'll get into that. There's another observation. When in the opening ceremonies, Patrick Reed was booed. Yes. And that was the only player that was booed. And he he put his hand up to his ear and he welcomed it and all that kind of stuff. He was he was playing into that whole villain role. Um when Tiger Woods got up there to play, or it was announced. Right. It was overwhelming support. He's coming off winning his 80th uh, PGA Tour event. He's finally back in the winner's circle for the first time in five years. We haven't even. We probably could do a whole show on that. Right. But uh, being Ryder Cup, we continue talking Ryder Cup. But you then take Tiger, who you have a, a really a home field advantage. There's the one guy that everyone's going to cheer for. Yes. And you put the guy that everybody hates and you put them together, and now you neutralize the advantage. That you had with the home with the favorite in Tiger Woods, correct? Because now they can hate Tiger because of his partner, if you will. Does that make sense? Yes. So Absolutely. from that standpoint, I look at it and and the thing about it is is all these guys are great players. They're all top ten in the world. Uh, they're all top, you know, certainly top twenty in the world. Things of that nature. I mean, this is a stacked team. These guys are all good players. So what is it then? I think a lot of it is psychological and mental, and you just don't you don't want to give up any sliver of advantage that you might have in that category. Yeah, it's uh... and again, it's Monday morning quarterbacking because if Patrick Reed goes out and plays like Patrick Reed does, all of a sudden you got Tiger and Patrick Reed that are just unstoppable. That should be an unstoppable group. Yeah. And Justin Thomas and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth have played well together. Oh, they have, but. And that's going to be a new duo, but you boy, you sure like you said, break him in in the Presidents Cup where there's not much competition. Don't right. break him in in the Ryder Cup where you might, you know. Well, you know, and and from the other side of the coin, these guys are really good friends. They played junior golf all the way up through. They played um, junior Ryder Cups together, all that kind of thing. Now they're in the same event on the same team. Why not play them together? Right. Right. You know what I mean? And, and they've actually, won two points for you. And at the end of the day, I, I'm not going to be critical. Of yeah, those I agree. Together. I just wonder, I agree. the only thing I would say, based on the fact that they've struggled, is perhaps those two could have been catalysts to help some of the other players on the team. Yeah. Because Jordan's played well. Justin has played okay. He got it going late in this morning's matches and started get playing to the crowd, making some putts and right. getting fired up a little bit. And, and, and he's he's kind of found his stride. It just makes me wonder if perhaps you put those two with a couple other guys and you share the wealth a little bit, and perhaps they could have come up with a couple of additional points on top of the two that they came up with together. Yeah. But, again, I'm not going to second-guess a team that's gone out there and won. Yep. It really comes down to you got to play better. The yeah, rest, the rest no of the doubt guys. about it. And and you've definitely on this golf course you got to hit the ball in the fairway, and you've got to um you've got to hit greens and give yourself opportunities. Uh, a rundown of the matches so far. Match one, uh, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Henrik Stenson, and Justin Rose. That match is all square. Sergio Garcia and Alex Noren, Bubba Watson and Webb Simpson. 
the U.S. has a one-up lead through three holes in that match. Tiger Woods and Bryson DeChambeau are one down to Francesco Molinari and Tommy Fleetwood. And then um, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth are one down to Ian Poulter and Rory McIlroy. Um, they lost the first hole. Both those last two matches lost the first hole. Um, what blows me away, which I totally do not understand, is Francesco Molinari gets up on the third hole, the par five, and hits the ball off the tee and drives it right in, in the water off the tee. Bryson G. Chambeau gets up and does the exact same thing. That's a killer in match play. It's a ki- well, especially when you're playing alternate shot. Yeah. If you got somebody that tees off first and hits it in the water, you got to do something to get the ball in the fairway because if you get it in the fairway, now you've are, it's almost like you've got a, a, a shot advantage on them. So. Well, you crazy. do have a shot advantage. Yeah. Of them. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. It's just, it, it's it's tough, uh, and it seems to be relatively simple but i get it this Ryder cup and the pressure that it puts on yep definitely you know definitely makes guys players do things that they wouldn't normally do right uh let, let's look at the team so far bob and uh team usa when you look at this uh so far we begin with um we'll just go down the list as they're listed here on uh on Ryder cup well let's begin with the, the opening matches uh tony Finau, brooks kepka leading things off uh, what do you make of those two players so far and, and how they've performed? Um, you know, in the in the the first day, the first day they just held hard, held strong. They they played consistent. They, you know, Tony got the the benefit of that ball on the on the 16th hole, bouncing off of the yeah, how about that? Off of the um the wood there, um to about four feet and made the birdie. That that have that tied up the match and then. You know, they win the final hole. You know, we're always used to seeing the European squad flipping the match on the final hole or um, garnering a half a point on the final hole when it looked like the U.S. was going to win. But these guys were able to do that. You know, they got off to a bad start again um, this morning in, uh, in their match. But yet they held strong. They came. They they worked hard to get back into the match. Uh, it, it, they were four down at one point. They got back to all the way back to one down, and then uh, Sergio made that big putt and uh, and closed it out two and one. But I think they've uh, I think they've played well. It's taken them a little time, a little while, both rounds to really kind of get going. But you know, you're it's it's. I think that's a good pairing, actually. So Tony making two birdies back to back on 15 and 16. He did miss a couple of short putts that would have really helped their team. Uh, but all in all, he's provided a nice spark. And you know, you know it's tough, man. I, I mean, you know, you look at uh, he makes he makes sorry. Let me recant that. He made he won 15 and 16 yep. with a par and a birdie. Yep. And then he made a birdie on 12. I mean, that was huge. He holds it out of the bunker, but then Rory just rolls in and one right on top of him, and that was just a momentum killer, really, uh, in that scenario. But Tony, I, I, if you look at it, I think Tony's played really well. The, the, the reason Tony was picked is because he makes birdies. Well, yep. if you look at it, he made one, two, three. He made three birdies in, in, the, in the match to, uh, this morning. And Brooks Kepka. Let's see. Brooks had one, two. Brooks Brooks only birdied the two par fives. 
so outside of that, two of the par five. So, I you know I I I, I the way Tony hit shots into par threes and the way he was flagging it, he was really kind of picking up momentum. I would have liked to have seen Tony back out here this afternoon. Yeah. It's you know who do you put him with? But uh, maybe Webb Simpson. You know Tony was the one who kept him in the match yesterday early in the front nine. He made two birdies and an eagle. Yeah. So. So he's doing. I, th- I think Tony's played well. I think uh, Brooks Kepka's played well. We'll continue our Ryder Cup discussion next. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003, 800-485-6003, 800-485-6003, 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992.
right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us as we uh, look at all things Ryder Cup. Bob, this is, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about it. This is certainly one of our favorite events uh, each and every year, uh, every other year, I should say, when it comes up. And and yet it's just so hard to watch sometimes because it, it feels like it's the same thing over and over. It's watching these guys just roll the American team and, you know, you feel it. This is the one event yep. where you really sort of buy in and you feel like you're a, a fan like you are of your favorite college football team or your favorite pro sports team. You just get into it and you get that sick feeling when you watch these guys just getting pounded. You know, m- my dad, who uh, who played in, what, eight Ryder Cups and captain the ninth, um, he, he always said that you got to do things to keep the pressure on your opponent. He understood. He understood that. Um, so do the Europeans. Yeah, exactly. Um, case in point: Justin Thomas in the middle of the fairway. Um, Poulter and McElroy got about a 30-footer. Justin Thomas in the middle of the fairway. He's hitting second. Um, you got. You got to do something to to hit the ball inside of that 30 feet. Okay. He misses it right. Hits it in the bunker. Jordan Spieth hits it out long. They miss the putt. They go one down. Okay? Where if you don't try to hit it at the flag and stuff it in there, but if you get it, try to keep it in between, you've got good enough putters on bo- uh, between both of them. You can keep the pressure on. got to give yourself a chance. Yes. The well, other he, thing this morning. Here's the other side of that, though. The other side of it is the team that went first hit it on the green. Even though they're 30 feet, exactly. they're on the green, exactly. forcing the pressure, putting it back on exactly. Justin Thomas. Yeah. Then the other thing is, is when you're playing when you're playing the best ball or the, or four balls format, this morning, okay, um, Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler, they're both on the green. Dustin Johnson has, a, has about an 18-footer for birdie. Ricky has a 6-footer for birdie. Let Ricky put it in first. Which he did, and don't don't worry about Dustin. Couple different strategies there. It, Stay tuned. The back nine, hour number two is next. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. Arizona Republican Senator Jeff Flake surprised his colleagues on both sides of the aisle when he called for a delay in the Senate vote on Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation after releasing a statement earlier saying he would vote to confirm him. He said he wanted an FBI investigation of Kavanaugh's alleged sexual misconduct. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham doesn't think that needs to happen. I've never heard a more compelling defense of one's honor and integrity than I did from Brett Kavanaugh. Earlier in the day, Flake was cornered by sexual assault survivors in an elevator. I didn't tell anyone, and you're telling all women that they don't matter. President Trump, who approved the request, says it will all work out in the end. They have to do what they think is right. There's no message whatsoever. You're listening to USA Radio News. This is a national health alert from the Healthcare Hotline. Are you on Medicare and or have private insurance and suffer from back pain? MD Topical has a solution for you. Today, you can qualify to receive a pain-relieving treatment, such as a comfortable back brace or a customized pain treatment at little or no cost. Call MD Topical toll-free now, 
888-800-7225. It just takes a couple of minutes to qualify for these amazing treatments that have helped thousands of people with severe pain. Your personalized pain treatment will be delivered directly to your door. Call MD Topical toll-free, 888-998-7225, 888-998-7225, or go to mdtopical.com and get started on your road to a pain-free life. Call MD Topical toll-free, 888-998-7225, or go to mdtopical.com. Hurricane Rosa, packing Category 3 winds, moved Friday off Mexico's Pacific coast, with forecasters expecting its swells to affect the Southern California surf this weekend. Rosa will begin weakening overnight. It is expected to be a tropical storm when it nears northern portions of the peninsula on Monday night. Still, it will spread rain into the southwest U.S. by Tuesday and Wednesday, with one to three inches possible and possible flooding in western Arizona, southern Nevada, and Utah. Facebook says it doesn't know yet whether hackers who exploited a security breach have misused any of the 50 million user accounts' personal information. CEO Mark Zuckerberg. Security is an arms race, and we're continuing to improve our defenses. And I think that this also underscores that there are just constant attacks from people who are trying to take over accounts or steal information from people in our community. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaruth, the conservative warrior. My show, War Now, airs every day right here on USA Radio from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm also the star of the Wayne Alaruth Show on Newsmax TV, reaching over 50 million homes. But my favorite role is speaker extraordinaire. I was opening speaker at many Donald Trump for president events. I speak at Republican, conservative, and college GOP events, and I'm available to be the star at your next event. Contact me to arrange for a Wayne Root keynote speech. Call toll-free 888-444-ROOT. That's 888-444-ROOT. Or email waynroot at gmail.com. A former Secretary of State does a cameo on a sitcom. USA's Rick Vincent has more. Hillary Clinton makes a cameo appearance on a TV comedy, applying to be Murphy Brown's secretary. I also assume you've had previous secretarial experience? Absolutely. For four years, I was the secretary. Uh, I was the secretary of a very large organization. And you have all the requisite skills, computer, email. Emails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do have some experience with emails. Clinton's guest spot was filmed two weeks after the pilot episode with no studio audience in a closed set with only essential crew. The scene was cut from screeners and out to press and critics, so it would be a surprise. And Clinton's guest spot received no promotion ahead of the show's airing on CBS. For USA Radio News, I'm Rick Vincent. A powerful 7.5 magnitude earthquake and tsunami has killed at least 384 people and hundreds of people have been injured on the Indonesian island of Sulawesi. John Clemens has more. The quake struck around 6 p.m. local time. And according to duty seismologist Zachary Reeves at the USGS, it was a major quake. It's a 7.5. We have it at uh, about 13 kilometers depth. It is 50 miles from the capital of Indonesia, roughly. And it's a pretty big earthquake. Search, rescue crews, and emergency workers are in the area now looking for those in need. I'm John Clemens. For USA Radio News. I'm Wendy King. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. 
truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. I can tell you what, there's a handle dragon flipper. I think I can find more fairways than what the U.S. has found in their uh, play so far at the Ryder Cup at Le Golf National. Yeah. Unbelievable alternate, stuff. Alternate shot, you got to get the ball in the green. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio, by the way. It is the hour number two, back nine of the show here on a Ryder Cup edition. They're playing over in Paris. It's afternoon foursomes in day number two of Ryder Cup action. And off to a promising start for Team USA with a 3-1 win in the opening four-ball sessions on Friday morning. And then from that point in time, again, after the U.S. winning three, the first three matches, it was eight straight for Team Europe as they took a commanding uh, 5-3 lead and they extended that out to 8-4 after this morning's four ball matches and just you just have to shake your head and you know know, bob this was one of those Ryder cups where it was all but a guarantee after the 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 huge thrashing of the europeans at hazeltine the dismantling of the international team a year ago in the president's cup this was a team under the tutelage of the task force yes that they had their partners secured reed and spieth Justin and Ricky, Dustin's playing well. All these new players. This was a new group. This was a new crop. It's a new age for Ryder Cup for Team USA. And Europe, they were on the decline. Their players were old. They were past their time. And the old gang from high school was broke up. Well, they got them all back together. And guess what? It's deja vu all over again, as Yogi would say. And here is, uh, it is Europe dominating once again in these Ryder Cup matches. Yes, it is. And, uh, and it's pretty crazy to see... How you get all those guys in line, and you've got these groups or teams that you can put together, and then you go totally away from from what those those were to where we are now. Um, the other thing I was saying before we went to break is about putting the pressure on your opponent. You're gonna have to save that again. I'm gonna have to save it again because we're coming up for another break. Yeah, and it is a good but point. It's there's, frustrating. There's some strategy that is involved and it's effective, and Europe does it well, and the United States struggles to do that every, every time. single time. Yep. So we'll get into that coming up next as we continue Ryder Cup edition of Real Golf Radio. The new Chrome Soft is better from T to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. 
Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. The difference between tour pros and regular golfers is, well, pretty much everything. But when it comes to putting, the best players in the world generate top spin at impact. Most of us do not. The new O-Works Micro Hinge Insert from Odyssey dramatically generates top spin at impact regardless of the putting stroke. Top spin is what gets the ball rolling on its intended line. The Micro Hinge Insert is a new way to roll. The new O-Works Micro Hinge Insert from Odyssey is in stores now. Go to odysseygolf.com to learn more. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. Callaway's transformative jailbreak technology created an epic shift in ball speed and performance. In fact, it made them the number one driver in golf. Now it's the fairway wood's turn. The new Rogue Fairway is the world's first fairway wood with jailbreak technology. And, of course, every Rogue Fairway comes equipped with Callaway's legendary 360 face cups, making Rogue the most powerful fairway wood Callaway has ever created. Get the distance on the new Rogue Fairway at CallawayGolf.com. Go Rogue with Callaway, the number one fairway woods in golf. The first tee can teach young people how to hit a driver's tee or how to stop a ball out of a bunker. But true success is measured by how well they perform off the golf course, by how well they use values like confidence, My name is Kyla. perseverance, and integrity okay. in their daily lives. The first tee helps young men and women become better golfers, but even more important, better people. Get involved. Visit thefirsttee.org. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the Rogue Driver. Hey, check out Rogue, and uh, if you haven't uh, played it yet, what are you waiting for, man? I'll tell you what, it is the best driver I have hit in a long time. Go Rogue, baby. Yeah, you got to do it if you want to get out there. I can't. Uh, I'll, I'll hammer it. You'll hear it a little bit more when we're talking about golf balls with Jason Finley. But uh, I've uh, with the with the current Callaway equipment this year, I have played the best golf I've ever played in my whole life. Got down to a lowest handicap ever. <laughs> Bob laughs because <laughs> he knows I can't beg him for strokes. 
<laughs> but what I'm saying is, is it's it's really really good stuff. If you haven't tried the Rogue Driver Fairway Woods Hybrids, uh, check it out at uh, CallawayGolf.com. All right, we thank you for joining us. And all right, Bob, talk strategy here because there's a lot of us that are playing match play at the club or doing whatever. Uh, just this is a, this is a pretty simple match play strategy. But sometimes our American guys forget it. Well, and they do in in the better ball format or the four ball format. Um, case in point, uh, Ricky Fowler and Dustin Johnson. Uh, I think it was the fifth hole maybe uh, this morning. They both hit their shots on the green. Ricky was about, uh, about five feet, four and a half, five feet. Um, and Dustin Johnson was like maybe 18 feet for birdie. And uh, Paul Casey, Terrell Hatton was out of the hole. Paul Casey had about 15 feet for birdie. So it was the so, Americans' play. So it was the Americans' play. They Dustin Johnson putted first, missed. Paul Casey putted second, made. And Ricky Fowler putted third and made to have the hole. Okay. Conversely, what they what they should have done is had Ricky Fowler putt first. If Ricky Fowler, Fowler putts first. He knocks it in the hole like he did. Now the pressure reverts to the European side and Paul Casey to make that putt to have the hole. The difference being you got to make it to You have. put the pressure on him. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Paul Casey probably figured he had to make anyway. Right. But when you're already in the hole and it's the putt to have, and that's what I've been saying over and over again, is most of the time you go to, hey, let, let's go now to 16 where right. – Brooks Kepka's got this to have the hole right. and extend the match, not to win the hole. And that's that. And that's the thing, as you see over and over, the Europeans with putts to win the hole. Right. And they're making them. Correct. So by by having Ricky go first with the shorter putt from about four feet, you know he's going to make it. Even if he doesn't, now you got a second chance to make a birdie. So you, get, you give yourself two opportunities to make the birdie and put the pressure on the other team first. Okay, let me, let's get into a couple things here. Um, the thing that's so difficult in these Ryder Cup matches for Team USA is they're going up against these these teams in Europe that just are seemingly unbeatable. We talk about Mollywood, you know, yep. and the way Molinari and Fleetwood have paired together. Yep. You talk about Garcia and McElroy. You know, and you just think, wow, these are just formidable duos. Where is that for the United States? Where are those teams, and why haven't those teams been forged and been able to go out there? Because on paper, when you look at it, especially the way those guys have played this year, yeah, I, I, I just, I can't even see a scenario where Paul Casey and Terrell Hatton can beat Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler. Dustin Johnson's the number one player in the world. He leads the PGA tour in nearly all significant statistical categories, right? He's the best driver of the ball. He's the longest driver of the ball, right? He hits it the closest. He's r- right there in pot. I, I mean, I just, I don't get it. Right. And, and so it's where, where are these guys stepping up? Now I do get the fact that Patrick Reed played bad because he's, he hasn't really played well since a, the U S open. Right. I think he tied fourth at the U S open was his last good finish. Um, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth though, you know, Jordan has struggled. There's no doubt about that. Justin Thomas has played pretty well. So um, that there's there's some some head scratchers and and I guess I've just been waiting for which one of these guys is going to step up and be the team to beat. And unfortunately, they're down to the last session here. 
Well, they're down to the last session of the team. Yeah, right. exactly. Before we go to before we go to they're singles, all, they all need to step up and win their singles oh, yeah. matches if they want to oh, have yeah. a chance. Yep. And I'm not, and I by the way, I think all of them could. Well, you know, we we saw them do it at Brookline where they were five points down and they they flipped it and won. We saw them do it to us at Medina when they were five points down was and it five flipped or four? it. Was it five? It was, I think it was five. It was all five also? And flipped it and and they won. So the idea is let's get it back to three or two points and see what singles happen uh, on Sunday. So um, yeah, ideally, but they're right now the way things stack up, they would actually be down ten to yeah. They'd be ten to four and a half points. Yeah. Right now, if it ends up the way it is, but uh, it, it'd be ten and a half, five and a half. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be a five point. It's it'd be a five point deficit. Five point deficit. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 frustrating. It's frustrating when you when you see the players for so many years when you see the players that we've had on our team and they don't come and execute and play. But the task force was supposed to fix all that. I think, you know, it's interesting. This thought just came to me that that we we play on a PG, on the PGA Tour. These guys play on the tour. And their whole idea be, behind playing on the PGA Tour is being aggressive and shooting at every flag. And at And playing in a Ryder Cup, it's almost like you have to you have to pull that back you have to tone that back and be more con- more consistent and more conservative in your play to to be able to garner more points i mean that my dad was never a guy that really ever got too aggressive when he played individually let alone when he played in the Ryder Cup he was always trying to do things to get the ball on the green and keep the pressure on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like these guys are, I don't know. They just don't keep the pressure on them. I will say this, hats off to Europe. They they set this golf course up. Yes, they to did. To definitely favor the their team. And, I, you know, the, the green speeds. I watched this morning time and time again. Short. And by this morning, I mean in the middle of the yeah. night here. But this morning matches time and time again where Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas leaving putts short, dead yep. in the heart. Yep. Dead in the heart. Yep. And you got Fleetwood that just jamming him. You notice every putt that Fleetwood misses goes by about five, six feet. Oh, yeah. But he's not worried about it because someone behind him is going to make it. Yeah. But they're giving a, he's giving the putts a chance to go in. And I to me, that has been a huge difference. Yes. And it was called out on the broadcast. Roger Maltby, I think it was, or Gary Koch, one of them, uh, said, you know what? When you're down, when you're three or four down in a match, you can't afford to leave putts short. And that's nope. what that's what was happening. Yeah. Man, you got they, it's almost like the U.S. is putting a little bit conservative and a little bit afraid, or they just haven't been able to adjust to the speed of the greens. But, you know, Europe with a, with a brilliant job of, of having slower greens, which makes it difficult for the uh, Americans to get aggressive and with their regular stroke. Yeah, and you know, uh, the the U.S. guys just coming off an event last week, which Tiger won, where the greens are rolling 13, and they're as really smooth fast. as they can possibly be. Yeah, and that's where Tiger thrives. 
is is on that speed where you don't have to bang bang a putt. He likes to be able to get the ball in line and go. Let it go, yeah. Let it go. You come to Europe, whether it's the Open Championship or whether it's this event, you come to Europe and and the greens are slower and traditionally guys struggle with the slower greens when they've been used to putting greens that are pristine and pure and fast. Do you have any questions uh, or any uh, issue with uh, Phil Mickelson sitting in this entire day? None whatsoever. None whatsoever. My dad, when he captained, um, Gil Morgan was on the team, and he had had a problem with his wrist, or he was hurt somehow. He sat him all four. He sat him. He sat him Both until first. until singles. The first two days. In, yeah. in their entirety. Yeah. Well, that was probably before he was Doctor Gill, and he could have fixed that. He was still Doctor Gill at the time, <laughs> but he was he was totally upset that was he didn't he? get in until the end. Interesting. Yeah. But they won. Yes, they did. There you go. Seventeen eleven. Caddy joins us next. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today. Withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. 
Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the Mac Daddy 4 Wedges. Check out the new Tactical Wedges limited edition available at Callaway Golf. Dot com. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, we thank you for joining us here. All things Ryder Cup. I think coming up next week we'll be recapping this Ryder Cup, and we also need to spend some time talking about Tiger Woods yeah. picking up his 80th win, uh, including the Tour Championship last week at Eastlake in Atlanta. Pretty pretty special stuff. And the way that came down the stretch and the, the fact that they let the crowds the on the final fairway. Hole. Oh, that was, that was some, amazing. That was something out of old, the old, old times, yeah, if you will. Yeah, old school. Yep. But, well, hats off to Tiger Woods. Uh, he he completes the comeback, if you will, by picking up another win on the PGA Tour. Who would have thought it? Played his way under the Ryder Cup team. And uh, what a year it's been for a, uh, a guy who was unsure if he'd be able to make it out of bed. Yeah. Not too long ago. A guy who didn't think that, uh, I mean, like we've talked and mentioned time after time after time, he's coming from 1,200th in the world. And, uh, and now he's, what, 13th? I think he's 13th in the world. But a guy who who didn't know if he was going to even be able to play a full schedule on the PGA Tour. Um, he didn't know how his back was going to affect his game in any way, that kind of thing. And yet he's played 18 events. Now he's played the Ryder Cup. And, you know, he finished uh, second in the FedEx Cup. Pretty crazy. Pretty impressive stuff. And I'll tell you what, it was, it was pretty neat to watch last week. Yep. If you weren't tuning in, you missed out. I, I think most people were tuned in. It was one of those things that you just got to tip your cap to to a guy that overcame a lot yep. to get back to where Absolutely. he is. Let's get out to America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is. The Caddy on Real Golf Radio. Caddy joins us right here on Real Golf Radio. And I'll tell you what, Caddy, uh, I hear a lot of talk about these yardage books uh, and specifically the greens books that these players are using on the broadcast. And the one thing they always mention is both sides have them. So I hope you didn't pass them on to the other side. I hope they had to get uh, inferior information from some other yardage bookmaker. Now they're uh, so... so, uh... Each team has their own thing, but they're they're really the same. I mean, we both use the same equipment, and it's the same results. So that's the bottom line on that. Oh, well, I gave you an opportunity to say you were uh, superior, but you just let that one go right on past. No, they're 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 both uh, they're both done with the the best stuff you can get. So they're both really good. Well, what do you make so far? I, I mean, this golf course is one that the USGA would certainly be proud of. Well, this is the U.S. Open with soft greens, mm. soft slow greens. 
that's what this course is. Um, we haven't seen. Uh, I think one of the problems is uh, the guys on our team haven't played a U.S. Open for a couple of years in the traditional sense with the narrow fairways right. and et cetera, right? Because we've had last couple of years we we have to go back to Oakmont to have a similar type of setup, right? Correct. So this was this is like Oakmont. Um, oh, remember Oakmont got soft because of the rain. Yes. So that's what it is. So it's a. Uh, you know, it's been pretty obvious watching the matches here. You better put it in the fairway. <laughs> that's all there's to it. So, and our team's just, uh, you know, that's, that's our team's weakness, and that's what uh, the course was set up to uh, to prey upon, and it's working pretty well. Yeah, it definitely is working well. Um, you know, I didn't, I, I know you had talked about the rough last week when, when we talked to you and the week before, but I didn't realize the cuts of rough and how brutal it actually is. Yeah, it. When I was there last week, it looked like you could, you could play maybe an eight iron or less out of the first cut of rough, which is anywhere from, you know, six to ten yards off the fairway. Um, nothing more than that, though. And and certainly you get in the other rough, and you just got to get lucky to have anything out of there. Or find it. Or find it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's not as bad as it was at the French Open, I'm told. Really. Yeah, it was apparently just brutal at the French Open. So uh, there you have it. It's it seems a little difficult for a Ryder Cup. I mean, I, I you know you're cheering for you know guys winning holes with pars and uh, in an alternate shot format. You, we we saw a double bogey win a hole already to this morning. Yep. So I, I I don't know. I, I guess. Uh, and that's not being sour grapes or one way or the other, but from, you know, an excitement standpoint, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, guys with a little better opportunity to go at greens and, and make birdies. But uh, again, maybe it is because uh, the Europeans are finding ways to make birdies and, and the Americans just simply are not. Yeah, it's more, it's really, um, it's a great point. Hazeltine was lots of fun, wasn't it? I mean, it was just a birdie fest there. Um, and it was a blast to watch watch Hazeltine and and this is different this is you know it's like it's like watching the U.S. Open versus watching the Masters when when the Masters is playing um with birdies and eagles um you know one one is a one is kind of a painful experience that's enjoyable for for that and one is a you know kind of like a more a more fun experience so that's just uh look it's the European you know the, the strategies to win the Ryder Cup it's not to make it fun or you know, exciting or whatever. Um, although it is, you know, it's it's the strategy's working very well for them. I, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that too. Like um, interesting comments about how our players, they, the European team plays this ter- plays this course every year. Guys have played it 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times. Uh, when we go to a Ryder Cup in the states. We play that course every five or ten years, right? Most there, there's not many repeats, right? So, yeah, there's there's lots of factors that really explain why Europe has has dominated in Europe for the last 25 years. Yeah. What stands out to you the most in uh, the few minutes we have left? Uh, what, what's been the biggest observation in your mind? Well, I I just say. Um, you know our guys. Our guys obviously they're not they're not playing that well. I I, I I will say one thing. I think 
Tommy Fleetwood's putt on 15 the first day in the morning really turned this whole thing around because we were looking at going 4-0, and and who knows what would have happened after that. But he made the putt on 15. He made the putt on 16. They got a point. They got a little bit of tiny bit of momentum, and then they started well in the afternoon, and it's just been like a wave of momentum since then. And and so that's kind of what's standing out about this this cup for me um, was 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 that turning point right there. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. So this this match probably more than anything else in golf. This is a it's a mental momentum thing. You know why why is it that someone like Sergio hadn't played the whole well well the whole year looks like the best player in the world out there right now, and he hasn't played anywhere near that level of golf. It's just, you know. That's the question. The, That's the puzzle yeah. that the U.S. team's trying to figure out. And how do yep, they get okay. their guys to do that? Yep. I just think it's that the Americans don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say they don't care. It's. Uh, I know. I, that I was a popular take several years ago. Yeah, I will say this. Uh, having done both the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup, the atmosphere is incredibly different. Everybody is very relaxed and joking and having fun and kind of not really caring at the president's cup. Right. And in the Ryder Cup, yeah. it's, the Ryder Cup is very different. We, it may be actually that we may care too much. Yeah. Um, and try too hard and think too much and you know that maybe that's what it is. Um, I, I remember a, a European caddy who's really a witty guy stuck his head in the in the in the team locker room uh, at about 11 p.m. at night before the first matches at the President's Cup one time, and he said, "This is why you guys win the President's Cup and you don't win the Ryder Cup because if this was the Ryder Cup, you'd all be asleep three hours ago." Mm. <laughs> so it's an interesting comment. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, I think you're correct. They we put way too much pressure on ourselves um, to be able to compete in this in this uh, in the Ryder Cup. Uh, but we, it seems like we don't put enough pressure on the European squad when we're out actually on the golf course playing. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you ask any of these guys, that first tee shot in the Ryder Cup, and this is true for everybody, there's nothing like it. I mean, guys just, it's, it's like it's hard to handle it. Um, it's just, <laughs> it, it really is, it really is the, the most Probably the most pressure you feel in in a sporting event is 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 here in the Ryder Cup. I'd say it's hard it's hard to go beyond it. You know, you'd have to go to a once in a while Olympic moment or something like that. Yeah, so. good point. Well, Caddy, we're up against it. Thanks for joining us as always. We appreciate it. Uh, good insights and thanks for being with us from France the last couple of weeks. That was cool. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. All right. Enjoy the rest of the Ryder Cup. Hopefully something to cheer about for Team USA as uh, this afternoon matches continue and uh, tomorrow's 12 singles points that are up for grabs. Um, I'll tell you, it's going to take one of those kind of things, Bob. We're in one of those special, amazing experiences where you could almost say, wow, this thing's happened three times in the last, you know, what, 10 years or so. Oh, I guess it'd be 20 years. Yeah. Two two times in 20, three times in 20 years if they were able to do it, where yeah. guys can come from behind and a big deficit on a Sunday singles comeback. But uh, at this point in time, it looks like it's going to be one of those miraculous things that's going to have to happen. 
for Team USA. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a step aside a little bit from Ryder Cup discussion and talk a little bit about golf ball technology. Uh, Jason Finley, our good yep. friend from Callaway Golf, joins us next. It's all about Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X. Stay tuned. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something... uh... Something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it? Or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. When Callaway first equipped their drivers with jailbreak technology, they completely changed the game. A new bar for ball speed had been set, and golfers everywhere started to take notice. So what, you think they were just going to call it a day? Not a chance. Nope, they took their most epic technology and went rogue. The new rogue driver has taken jailbreak distance and made it more forgiving than ever. The new jailbreak bars are lighter and stronger, which allows rogue to redistribute its weight throughout the head. When you have a reshaped, more forgiving head, well, you get more forgiveness. Forgiveness you didn't even think was possible out of a driver that fast. No more playing it safe, folks. Tight fairway? Bomb it anyway. Water in play? Clear it. That's the power of the jailbreak effect. And that's why Callaway is the number one driver in golf. You're either playing it or you're leaving yards on the table. Go rogue with Callaway. Get the details now at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway, the number one driver in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. 
All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us on this Ryder Cup weekend edition of Real Golf Radio. My favorite weekend of the year, my favorite event in all of golf for sure, and a lot to talk about. We're going to take a short break from all things Ryder Cup and talk about some things Ryder Cup, including Ryder Cup edition golf balls, which are available from Callaway Golf, the Chrome Soft and the Chrome Soft X, available in your favorite team colors. And by that, we hope you mean USA. But of course, there are those other ones available as well. And joining us right now is our good friend Jason Finley. He's the global director of brand and product management for Callaway Golf and specifically works with golf balls. Jason, good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? Good, man. I appreciate you taking some time to, to be with us and talk some golf balls. So, uh, what have you th- Well, I'll just get your Ryder Cup take real quick. What do you think so far? Well, you know, I, uh, I think the U.S got off to a good start, but hasn't been as great as I would hope. But, you know, one of the things I like to say about the Ryder Cup, while I definitely have a rooting interest in the in the U.S. winning, uh, being a Callaway guy, I, I can win either way. <laughs> That's right. I know. I'm, I'm staring down at all these putters. You know, I got you get to Sergio with his two-lawn special there, and you got Stenson with, of course, his trusty Odyssey. And I'm looking at all these going – Gosh dang it, those are the putters I love to, 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 to use, and I yet they're turning on my own team right now. hate that. Yeah, well, I, so I kind of feel like they're all, I, uh, they're all on my team. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you can adopt them all. Okay. Yeah, so I can't lose. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. That does ease the conscience just a little bit. Okay, I'm with you. Correct. It makes it even better to watch. There you go. All right, good stuff. Hey, I, I'm excited to talk to you today about Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X. Every week on the show, I, I, I talk about it, and I and – I, Posted on Twitter, and when I'm on the golf course, people are saying, you know, tell me what you like about the Chrome Soft, or Chrome Soft X is what I play. And I tell people, look, you're doing yourself a disservice if you haven't tried them out. And I think people look at it and they say, yeah, graphene, I don't know, that seems a little bit gimmicky. All I'll tell you is that this year my handicap is lower than it's ever been. I'm hitting the golf ball better than I ever have. I'm making more putts, so something's working, and it certainly isn't that the golf ball is inferior, that's for sure. So tell me a little bit about what graphene is doing, and I'll say this as well, Jason, is I hit, I'm hit. i hitting the golf ball. I went down to, to blades from a little bit more game improvement. I went to blades, and I expected to hit the ball shorter. Ball's going further this year, so I, my take is, is that graphene has something to do with it. Yeah, it, the, the graphene definitely has something to do with it, and you know, it's it's far from a gimmick, and I, I get that question a lot, right? Of oh, that's just a marketing story that you're telling, but you know, we're we're pretty stuck in our ways of we're not going to put something in there, particularly something as expensive as graphene, if it's not going to do anything for us. So, um, you know, what what it really did for us is it allowed us to make the inner core significantly larger on the golf ball and softer at the same time. And then so what you have is a result of a, a smaller outer core, and but it's really light and strong, which is great because that allows the ball to not only get faster, but it's also going to give it better spin separation, which to your point is going to lead to more distance. So what that means is you're going to have the lower spin on the full shots where you don't, want it right that's where you're going to get the the longer distance and then it gives you more spin around the green so it's really the best of both worlds and really that that combination is is what's helping golfers hit it farther and we've done a a ton of work in in various places uh this year and we've been doing ball speed challenges with 
with our Chrome soft models against the kind of leading competitive set, and you know we're averaging over five yards more in distance and a couple miles an hour more ball speed with a seven iron. So that's meaningfully different. And you know even someone like like you're talking about going to blades, you're going to see that difference. And it's going to, you know, maybe make up for any of the, the distance loss that you would see from a game improvement type of iron. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I ta- one of the neat things that I saw on your website at CallawayGolf.com is this little advertorial or, or sort of insight, video insight about the what when you are creating – and maybe it was one of your partners that did this now that I'm thinking about it. But you, when you remove something from a golf ball, you have to put something you want to put something in. You have to remove something. Talk yep. about that whole like, give and take. So you're trying to always improve the ball, but you then have to go to some of these different materials in order to make it possible. huh? Yeah, that that's really what, you know, graphene did. And without it, we couldn't do what we did with the core this year. So if we were to make the inner core as large as it is and the outer core as thin as it is, Without graphene, it wouldn't work, um, primarily because the ball wouldn't stay together. And that would happen for a couple reasons. One, the outer core just wouldn't be strong enough, but you also have a really large, this is getting really in the weeds here, but differentiation in the compression between the inner and the outer core. And if you do that, that leads to to problems as well. So, you know, doing all those things – you know, you're right, and that was a piece we did with Wired Magazine, by the way. There you go. Um, and, you know, as we go through the design process, it's it's iterative, right? So we go through multiple iterations to find the right combination of, you know, performance and durability and all those things that, that really matter uh, to make sure that we have the highest performing ball that, that people are going to love. Jason Finley from Callaway Golf joining us here on Real Golf Radio, talking golf balls. Let's break it down to the simplest form. You talk about layers, and and I get it. I mean, I've, we've had these conversations over and over. But if someone's just listening, what is the layer? What does that mean? Because I think the idea that someone's saying, okay, I'm going to go for a, this is the long drive hole, so I'm going to pull out the the rock flight or the hardest golf ball I can get because I want to hit it the furthest. That's not necessarily the case anymore. Talk about how the different clubs interact with the different layers that cause the, the, the reaction that you want, whether it's distance or spin or what have you. Yeah, you're right. It, it's, it's definitely different from, you know, back in, I'll call them my younger years, you know, where I would play in a scramble and I would pull out the, you know, hardest ball I could find to hit it off the tee, and then I'd, you know, switch to my tour ballata around the greens or into the greens. Um, it's a totally different world today where, you know, you have, you know, not only the solid cores, which is way different, which has enabled us to get more speed in the, in the tour balls, but, you know, adding – and it's not just adding layers for layers' sake. That, that's not the answer either. Um, but it, it's really about finding the best combination and, and thinking about – you know, the thickness and the firmness and the, you know, all the things that go into each piece of the golf ball and really optimizing them and making them work together. So, you know, we can make a five-piece ball uh, or a six-piece ball if we want to, but that hasn't been the best way we've found out to have it all work together. And the Chrome Soft is a four-piece golf ball, so it has, you know, a dual core, which is really an inner core surrounded by an outer core, and then a mantle layer, and then the cover. So each of those serves a very significant purpose. But, again, if you go back to making the inner core larger, outer core thinner, you know, all that's going to help with spin separation. The mantle is going to help with the speed. The cover is going to help with spin and control around the green as well as feel. So each of those 
variables is very important to the overall performance, and really it's about getting them all working together in concert. So as far as picking between Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X, what's the easiest solution? Because what I found, and again, I don't know if this is this is accurate scientifically or what have you, but I found that with the greens that I play and that the surfaces that I that I'm hitting into, I tend to spin the Chrome Soft a little bit more than I wanted to, and the Chrome Soft X goes in and gives me that kind of stop, you know, sort of hop and stop rather than the zip back kind of with you know when I'm coming in with some of my scoring irons, my low low irons and wedges is that's and I figure they're both equally long off the tee. I I, I just I couldn't really tell a difference. Am I wrong on this or am I going down the right road? Um. You're halfway there, maybe, okay. I'll say. Um, you know, overall, if you hit them, you know, exactly the same in multiple different conditions, what we would call the spin profile through the bag uh, is pretty similar between the two golf balls. So, um, but, you know, things like trajectory and launch angle are going to change a little bit. So, um, you know, the way you, the ball fly, you know, lands in the green has a little bit to do with how it flies through the air and the angle of descent and, you know, the, the peak apex height and things like that as well, which is going to vary a little bit through the bag. I would say that the, overall the simplest way to tell the difference between the two or to pick one is in feel, right? So the X is going to be a little bit firmer feeling golf ball um, and the, the Chrome Soft is going to be a little bit softer. There's also, you know, there's something in, you know, the, the faster you swing, uh, that slightly firmer compression, you might get a little bit better results, um, particularly if you're at the, the, the far end of the range. Um, but someone like myself that's kind of in the middle, you know, I hit, for example, I hit the X a little bit farther off the driver, but I hit it a little bit shorter on my iron. So to me, it's really, I'm going to be a little bit longer either way. It's just a matter of where I would rather be a little bit longer. So for me, in my game, I like a softer feel, and I want to hit my irons a little bit farther. So I choose the Chrome Soft. So I would think, you know, bottom line, feel is the biggest differentiator between the two. Um, but then, you know, the best way to really figure it out is to, to go play with them both. That's exactly it. And whichever one makes you most comfortable, go with it. They're, they're tremendous golf balls, either one of them. I, I love playing both of them. And I, I guess I, in my own head, and sometimes, you know, golf is a lot in your mind, right? So whatever <laughs> I'm kind of feeling that day, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll mix it up a little bit. Hey, before we let you go, and I really appreciate your time, Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You've got some golf balls out for the Ryder Cup. Talk about the uh, Truvis balls that are available out there. Yeah, so we have a um, uh, Stars and Stripes Truvis golf ball that we did uh, earlier earlier this summer that we, we brought back uh, in, the, in the last little bit here. Um, you know, obviously it's got, you know, U.S. theme, and it's, been, it's done really well. It's red, white, and blue with the stars and the stripes. And then we also have a European edition um, that has the, the European – flag on it in in the pattern as well so we've had a little bit of fun with it and so we have the the truvis stars and stripes edition and the truvis europe version uh that are out there now and i've seen some really cool pictures uh leading up to to this week to to really have people showcasing kind of doing it themselves and having a little inner battle whether it's in their group or even with themselves uh as they're playing both of them so it's been fun to to see and you know truvis gives us the opportunity to do some really unique and different things and you know we're going to continue to build on doing kind of these unique drops uh over time to to really pique some interest and in, in getting even more people trying the the truvis golf ball 
I love it. Uh, you guys are always innovative, creative, have fun with the game, make the game more fun. And uh, for that, I applaud you guys. And, and not only just the fun nature of it, but just the sheer performance of the golf ball. And I'm telling you, I know I'm a big fan, and I am, uh, but you need to go try it. If you haven't played Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X, you need to go do it and, and do yourself a favor. I, I, like I said in the beginning, I'm absolutely playing my best golf of the year, uh, of my life this year, and playing Chrome Soft X, and, and it's been, been outstanding. So anyway, thank you for uh, producing some great technology that helps us be able to play the game better well it's our pleasure and thanks so much for um being being so familiar with our callaway products and and how great they are and, and helping us tell everybody about them i love telling the story thanks jason yeah. we appreciate your time man all right thanks talk to you soon enjoy the rest of the Ryder cup well, that was yesterday afternoon, and I was hoping that I would enjoy the rest of the Ryder Cup. But nonetheless, thanks to Jason <laughs> Finley for joining us to talk a little golf balls and uh, some great technology available there in the Callaway Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X. Uh, Bob, since we've been away, we've had a chance to see what the Americans are doing. Yep. And uh, it's great to report that they've turned it around in every match, and they currently lead in all four. Really? Oh, no. sorry. I fell asleep there for a minute. Well, Henrik Stenson and uh, Justin Rosa, one up over Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. Bubba Watson and Webb Simpson, two up over Garcia and Norin. Molinari and Fleetwood, three up over Woods and DeChambeau. And Poulter and McElroy all square with Thomas and Jordan Spieth. Tiger Woods, as I tweeted out, has been cast in the Italian job. And he's on the wrong side of that script. We'll wrap things up on the other side. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. 
because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. Uh, Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you here as we wrap up this Ryder Cup edition. It's always difficult. We find this during the British Open as well when golf is being played during the middle of the show, and that's kind of what we've had so far. Bob, when you take a look at the matches, though, it actually has a glimmer of hope for Team USA. Well, it does. Uh, Only one down in the first match, um, but uh, three up in the second match against Sergio and Alex Noren. Three down in the third match and one up in the fourth match. So um, we're up in two, down in two. um, But that first match, the Justin Johnson-Brett Kepka match against Henrik Stenson and Justin Rose, where where they're one down right now, they can flip that match, and we can get uh, we can at least come out of this session with a three-one win. Um, then you get within two points, and it, things become interesting tomorrow with the singles. Yeah, so uh, you know it becomes nine-seven uh, going into the singles, and then it's anyone's game for sure. Right. I, I mean, even if they, they, I mean, worst case scenario, they split it and they go down ten. Six, mm-hmm. um, that that's still somewhat of a game, but anything less than that, yeah. I mean, turn out the lights. See, here's the thing I'll say about this: is these guys are certainly capable, and you don't become the best players in the world by having a given up attitude. And I don't think any of these guys are going to give up. Yeah, I and agree. it's entirely possible that these that the European Tour players can cool off a little bit and maybe even get a little bit complacent with this kind of a lead. Yes. And the other thing I'll say is, I don't see any player on Team Europe that I would say right now is unbeatable in singles. I agree. The only person I think you would maybe say that about is is um, Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood. I don't even think I'd say that. You put the right guy against him? All depends on who he gets paired against. But outside of that, I think everybody can go out there and, and take care of business in the singles matches. I think it's far from over, but uh, it's a long ways to go, and it's surely a, an uphill battle for Team USA. Here's hoping they can put it together and make for an exciting conclusion to the 42nd Let's go. Ryder Cup matches. For Dave and Bob, I'm Brian. Thanks, as always, for joining us, and thanks for being with us here as we look at the Ryder Cup on Real Golf Radio. We'll see you. Go USA. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.